years ago, and we used to go to Da Vinci. Da Vinci mm -hmm. is really no. good. Da Vinci. Oh, da Vinci is good. No, 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 no. About 30 years ago. Big time. Well, if you go now. Da Vinci is one of the best. The, the, You're right. I forgot. The Brooklyn I wanted Bridge? Da Vinci. By the Brooklyn Bridge? No. No, no. no that's Grimaldi. Oh, Grimaldi. No, no Grimaldi is no good. Da Vinci is my neighbor, too. Is Da Vinci your neighbor? No. You went to school. Guys, Grimaldi. That's what I said. No too many people in the pizza. That's not pizza. That's only the name. God. The pizza is no good. Da Vinci is has anybody, has anybody been to Defaras? Yeah, I've been. No, I've been. <laughs> <laughs> it's $5 a slice. You know what? Listen to yeah, me. I what went. about Ryan's favorite place over there? I went Lucalis. with Frank the Tank. Lucalis. Big hand post. I don't like <laughs> it. I just this. don't like it. <laughs> we we, we like overrated. It. All right. Da Vinci's right. very good. The square. <laughs> Anthony, I'm sorry. I forgot about you, but your square's very Yo, good. I, I actually, you know, I remember that. Uh, that I remember Mike. Tried, Mike. I remember when Mike told me he was going to Grimaldi's. And that's like every American or tourist thinks that Grimaldi's is nah. the best spot. No. Nah. Everyone thinks that you it's can a actually spot. die if you eat a pizza. <laughs> <with> <laughs> Believe me. I don't know if that's yeah, true. I don't know about that. Um, one time yeah. I had to take my friends on his word, so we went over there, two of my colleagues. We went over there, oh, Grimaldi, Grimaldi, Grimaldi. I went over there, I took the pizza. My God, I swear to God, I couldn't even freaking take a, finish the first bite. I, I How bad was it? Well, what can, yeah. I, I can eat this. Well, regardless of the Grimaldi is for the people that come from <laughs> Europe and they want to see the Brooklyn Bridge. You can walk to the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, but they have some decency when you said that That has nothing to do with pizza. But regardless of this pizza talk, yeah. Um, getting in a culture, pee, and ba bathe. We smacked you guys. Wow. <laughs> We're going there. Starting the podcast with this. Whoa, whoa, what happened whoa. last week? No, we. I mean, Mike embarrassed him. What whoa. happened last week? Is that Toronto? Yeah. What I mean, happened? I, I hate this guy him. here. I, I, write, I rarely take his side, but Pete. <laughs> You would try two, three times what? to pull a trigger on this guy here. He embarrassed you a couple times. When? Couple oh! when? Uh, well, don't pay eight over there. The last time that I was over there, don't pay eight. I never oh. seen it. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Well, you want the truth? The truth is that we were tied at halftime. I had to leave at halftime. We were down a and man. Then, and then they went. They were yeah. up a man too. Yeah, the they had an extra Marco man. Marco so left because he was scared. Man. He didn't want to see the full time result. I was terrified of Mike and Ryan. I scored a nice goal in the first half. Yeah, then what happened? But Mike was not the goalkeeper. Mike was not the goalkeeper. When I switched, I was magic Mike. Guys, right? yeah, Magnon, Mike Magnon. <laughs> anyway, guys, this was a crazy round of uh, Serie A. Not just because of uh, the four red cards to the managers. Not just because of the the controversy uh, between the referees in uh, in the derby, mm. and uh, and not just because of uh, the five own goals that we had in Serie A this round. But I feel like for the first time we're starting to see the table take place. We're seeing who's a contender and who is a pretender. One of the pretenders. I'm just looking out over from here, guys. Peter, what was your your quick takeaway from this uh, this round? Without complaining, <laughs> <laughs> don't complain. Just say I as it is. Quick, quick takeaway from this round. Oh, oh, quick takeaway is that there's a lot of good teams this year, and I think you know if we look at Lazio, how they can beat Inter one year and then lose four one to Verona, and the same way with uh, you know Milan looks like it's a serious contender. Even though you guys were up two men for a good good amount of time, you maybe should have scored. And not have put you guys in that position to to risk that game. Um, Milan looked like they they have that extra you know push to be able to compete with the Scudetto. I think Napoli Roma game was a great game. Um, there's a lot of good coaches in the league also. If you look down the you know the 20 teams, so I I, I really they think stay that on the bench. yeah, <laughs> if they know how to yeah, if they stay on the bench and if they know how to make the correct subs maybe, but. I think it's not gonna. It's gonna be a different year than what we're used to. Mm -hmm. And even though Milan and, and Napoli are on a, a good run, they're gonna hit a tough uh, spot. Unfortunately, it's, you gonna, wish. it's gonna happen. 
and it's going to, I think, balance out a little bit. Yeah, but uh, as I was saying before, unlike our games where I, uh, where I smacked uh, Peter and uh, Marco at Bay 8th over there, you can you can actually... <laughs> you can tell it was your you first time. Exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. You can tell who never wins. <laughs> we can finish out the podcast, but you guys can actually watch uh, real and quality culture on Paramount Plus mm-hmm. as That's we've been right. doing the streams and watch along. You don't, don't want to see Anto they, play, trust me. That's they should right. get us. They should get Bay 8th FC. Imagine. Stream our games. That's I right. Mean, what's better quality than Antonio? We'll see what they say about it. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, let me just add a couple of things to what Peter said before. <laughs> you know, Isimilan learned a lesson because it's a mistake that I wish we made it. And I think it's going to pay high dividends for us because being embarrassed with uh, being a 10 against, I mean, 11 against 9 and, and ever, and ever the, the team uh, tying the game. We're going to talk about the games. Don't no. go into it. We let Peter take the first comment. Yeah. Right. The so, next time we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get right. it from you. So, guys, make sure if you want to be able to watch uh, what, what Antonio just said, uh, Paramount Plus, the link is in the top of the description. Uh, I want to start off with uh, with the Lazio game, with uh, Elis Verona against Lazio, uh, which was pretty ridiculous. 4-1 it ended for Elas Verona with a Gio Simeone poker. Four goals. Um, it's so weird because it seems like they can't compete against the small teams, but against the big teams, they can um, and they don't lack motivation in that in that over there. Mike, what's a quote from uh, from Sadi? Yeah, so what Sadi actually said after the game, he said, we, we melted like snow in the sun. This is worrying. It's not possible to lose to Bologna and Verona mm. after seeing what we did versus uh, mm-hmm. Roma and Inter. So, guys, we uh, like we were saying before, uh, Lazio beat uh, Roma in the derby. They shut them down, played amazing. Uh, then the following Serie A match, they lost to Bologna 3-0. Crazy shocking. And now, this time now, they beat Inter 3-1. Amazing game. And they end up losing 4-1 um, to Elos Verona. Gaetano, where do you think this stems from? Like, if you had to pick something... Uh, Overall, what's going on with Sadi? What's going on with Lazio well, and everything? Apparently, they could play soccer. They yeah. could play football, right? Because they they got the players and they got uh, the midfield that they can play, but not consistently. So where does uh, that uh, come from? It, uh, to me, you need the coach to do a better job. Maybe he should take less notes when he's on the bench <laughs> mm. and really and, like and pay attention to the game. Mm. Okay. Because that, to me, it shows me there is no consistency on that. When the team goes uh, on the on the pitch, hey, you got to be ready. You got to be focused to play. And this team, to me, now I don't know if there's a problem uh, between some of the players because uh, with those players, the quality of the players that they have, you you cannot uh, you cannot lose mm-hmm. against Bologna Verona. Pete, any I think any good team. You know, you can play attack-minded and and score as many goals as you can. But it comes with, you know, in order to win or do well in the in the campeonato, it's your defense. And unfortunately, they make a lot of individual mistakes. And I mean, Simeone, I mean, listen, he had a game of his life. Everything he, he touched turned to goal, scored a goal, last with a second goal. So I mean, when someone's on, he's on. But defensively, they they make a lot of mistakes, and they're like Gaetano was saying. You know, some games they don't show up. And so that's, unfortunately, that's a testament of the coach. That means that you're not able to motivate these guys day in, day out, and make sure that this team plays at a certain level consistently. So, I mean, Sadi, as far as his tactics are concerned, I think he's 
definitely one of the, <coughs> the better coaches in the league, maybe in the world, with his X's and O's, right? As far as player management, mm-hmm. we've noticed that there's been problems, even with Napoli, with Chelsea. So this is a team that was used to Inzaghi for a while. They've had some up and downs also. So, I, I mean, is it too much to say that he needs to step up his game or else these this, these players are not going <laughs> to follow him anymore? I don't know. I'll well, tell you what. Speaking of that, and I'll make you comment on this, Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, early in the week, he said that Luis Alberto and Milinkovic-Savic can't play together. He said maybe against the smaller teams they can. Luis Alberto, even on Twitter, he liked a tweet from a, a fan that was just saying how, look, Inzaghi... He, he did it. He did it, and we won so many great games. Anto, do you think that Sadi could risk losing the locker room if this happens? Let me happens? tell you something. Continues. You pull it right, right out of my mouth. I mean, Luis Alberto is the trigger of the midfield. He's like the, what blends everybody all together. How the hell are you put somebody like that on the bench just because of, of Sarri's game incompatibility? I mean, they played for so many years together, those two guys. I think they are two of the greatest midfielders that we have right now playing in Italy. And then you bench one of them because one doesn't fit your vision of the game or what the Lazio should be playing, the Sarri system. There got to be a way to make those two guys play together. And I do not believe that defense in this particular case lost the game for Lazio. You don't play the midfield the right way then the defense loses confidence. The field that has been done on midfield, if you have, an, if you have an, a, a successful team, you know, somebody that is very, does very well offensively, it's all coming from the midfield and defensively the same time only. At the same time, it's exactly the same thing. If you do not filter on the midfield, coming back and just covering up and just be ready to trigger the, 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 the counter-offensive, you're not going to win games. In this particular case, I think the midfield of Lazio is failing uh, Sarri. And I think it's... Is uh, as Catano said, is partially responsible for that because he's not capable to get these guys to blend with each other and uh, to play to play like they used to play under Inzaghi. And for that particular reason, I give Inzaghi the upper end. I think he's a better coach. He's a better motivator. I was just gonna remind me of something. Wasn't Sari the one that said that Ronaldo and DiBala couldn't play, or was, no, who was it? No, Allegri. He loved them. Who was Allegri yeah. that said that? Yeah. There was somebody remember. that said that two these two guys can't. Can't play together. I forgot I think, now. I think, I think that it was a trio with Douglas Costa. Okay. I think he was saying the three of them, Can't uh, play it provides an imbalance okay. that they're two attacking. But Dybala and Ronaldo, they did, they did well Versace. together okay. on that. What's funny is that, I mean, we had all said earlier on this year that Sadi needs time. He needs time to be able to get this. Um, actually, the only one who... Pre- Mike actually said it on the last podcast. He said that uh, Ellis Verona... Uh, would pull something off. I thought I had I had to say that, but Marco, I appreciate that. <laughs> Every once in a while, you know, the broken clock strikes twice. So but don't you guys forgot that Ella Verona was in balance against Milan two nothing, and then by a miracle we went up and tried to tie the game, and then with the, with the own goal with the kid on the on the defense we went up winning the game three two. Ella Verona, if they want if they won the game against AC Milan, nobody would be uh, you know uh, crying a foul of anything. Mm. So uh, the team they have, you know, Tudor has got a great 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 system working for themselves. Eighteen goals. Um, in their last uh, six games, by the way, yeah. that's more than any other Serie A team in that same time frame. Mm-hmm. What he's just as if Di Francesco didn't look bad enough, he just piled it on by doing this. So they they're, they are a very 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 good team. Uh, speaking about very good teams, let's uh, let's move on to Antonio's AC Milan. Oh, uh, you were up 2-0 with the man up. I'm sure everybody just like you did, Antonio, turned their TV off. They're like, oh, you know what? We got this. It's fine. Zlatan on goal gave Bologna a little bit of a lifeline. Then Musa Barro scored his fourth goal in a row. And then Bologna shot themselves in the foot once again. Got a second red card. 
Uh, and then Milan do what they did best this entire season is push past those tough phases, win 4-2. Zlatan made up for his, uh, his goal. Antonio, what do you... Uh, the, fair to say that Milan looked bad most of this match, but you're still happy, right? Well, I hate to disappoint you. First of all, I didn't turn the TV <laughs> off because uh, this guy here was, uh, you know, was making fun of me. He was just, uh, you know, you oh, look about? at this guy here. Oh my God, God only knows, God forbid. So he was, uh, you know, I said, what do you think after the one? I don't know, two, two, wow. So Mike was just having uh, so much good time and I never gave up on it, but I, I was embarrassed to see the way, the way Torino was coming Bologna. back. Uh, Bologna, excuse me, was, uh, he came back and tied the game and I said, oh, this is really a disgrace. But at the same time, when Benassir scored the 3-2 and Ibra, and the game was over, I said, well, lessons were learned. Do not, do not disrespect the, 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 your opponent just because you're up to nothing. You do not end the game and try to pull everybody back just because you're, you know, you, you do the time management uh, thinking that two nothing is gonna do the job for you. And even having to two extra men, that was a lesson that I hope everybody learned. So, because if you wanna win, you have to win against a small team, if you wanna win the Campionato. And if you would just make those huge mistakes, because purely to me, he made a mistake. Mm. Because what you do, you take Bakayoko, you put Bakayoko in, and you take a forward out and all the stuff, that was a signal that he was sent to Mihailovic and said, hey, We'll, uh, we'll allow you to come in. And then sure enough, those guys, two to one, and then two to two. Mm. And I blame Pioli for that. I mean, uh, then we had to just come back and just uh, regroup and then uh, fight for, uh, you know, to score and uh, trying to win the game, which was well-deserved, uh, to be honest with you. But, but again, it's a mistake that I'm happy that we made and I hope we learn from it. No, yeah, Anto, 100%. And I feel like Milan not proved me wrong, not just me, but I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people thought, wow, they're not gonna do it. Cause there were, I believe it was 25 minutes where they were up to Ben and still looking for the goal that was tied at the time. People were saying it was approaching the 80th minute and they were like, oh no, this is not gonna be good. You were, you were getting nervous. I remember you were saying you were getting nervous, but they managed to get the result with so many injuries like Mike Magnan, Kessier, uh, Brahim Diaz, Rebic, uh, Florenzi, Junior Messias, just to name a few. But, um, not you, Hernandez, and yeah, not there. See, there's another one, but Peter, now as as the defending champs, this is where you seeing Milan what they're able to pull off with all these adversities and injuries, and even when they you know, even when they're winning, they're losing, uh, not losing, uh, that uh, up two men with um, with possibilities of not winning that match after that, they still manage to get back in the game with so much pressure on them with you know, Bologna parking the bus and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it worries me more than what I already expected out of Milan. Why I is your foot shaking right now? <laughs> I no feel the table no moving. moving. No, he's happy. <laughs> no, but I, I would have thought that they were going to go long distance for, for the Scudetto. I think Milan was going to be there. Did I think they were going to have a, such a, you know, the start that they're having, especially with all these injuries? No. But I think it's one team that has kept their same coach, Pioli, who has done a remarkable job over his time there. Um, you still have leaders such as Ibrahimovic, Teo. Um, you know, the question mark was, you, you know, you're getting rid of Donnarumma. You found a, a, a real gem in Mike Magnan. So, like, that position by position, you guys have depth. You have good players. Tonali has been a bright star. Um, so, there's a lot of good things going. You find your replacement, number nine, Giroud, that could come off the bench, that mm -hmm. can start. So, you have pieces there to go you know, till the end and, and win the Scudetto. Then you need a little bit of, um, you know, lady luck maybe, or even, you know, the ability to get, 
past these rough patches, mm-hmm. which you did versus Verona, going down to nothing to win three two. Amazing. Bologna, I think you guys should have won the game a lot more convincingly, but you still in the end found a way to, to win. And that's what counts. Whether you win one nothing for you know or, or narrowly win, it doesn't matter. Well, we want to win, and we want to just do spectacular. That's uh, we want to win yeah, spectacular. But, it, but sometimes you don't have to win spectacular. No, no, we you wanted to win, win. <laughs> because we want. We want. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Saki and somebody else said something that I'm not going to just try to repeat. When somebody pays the ticket, they want to walk away from the stadium and say, oh, I watched this. Did you see what happened? Did you see the, what a beautiful goal? When somebody goes over there and wins dirty, it just leaves nothing to the spectator. They go to the game and then just watch a dirty win, like a one nothing. Oh, as, who cares as long as we won? You don't win nothing. That's what Juventus fans said in uh, 2018 when they lost uh, Allegri. Then they went through the projects of Sarri and uh, Pirlo. And, and guess realized. what? Everyone's very okay with the 1-0 and defending. <laughs> That's what everyone says until they until they taste winning and then they lose it. And then all of a sudden, you don't really care anymore. Gaetano, are you surprised at all with this Milan and how they came about? Yeah, I'm surprised that they're in first place right now. I'm surprised... With Napoli too. I thought that. Do you want to change your prediction, by the way? One I, more time? I <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Gaetano, I can't speak to you. We're like gonna that. allow you one more time. Can <laughs> just please let him change it. He's talking. Gaetano, let him change. I, I thought that Inter would be a little bit better th- than where they are right now. Um, so um, with the team that they have, I thought that uh, would be up up there. But I have to say one thing about Milan. Maybe this is the year for uh, Milan uh, and Napoli to uh, to do something uh, great, to uh, change a little bit. And also what I like about M- Milan is with all these people that are out, they're still able to perform and give a, a good performance and win the games. How they win, sometimes it might not be pretty, but they win. Mm. And I think that uh, uh, Maldini... It helps a lot. I think when you have somebody watching you of the name of Maldini, when you have somebody at halftime, you're losing uh, to nothing and somebody comes to the locker room and you got somebody, a leader, and somebody that won almost everything, that tells you, hey, you're still in this game, you still can win this game. You always believe that you can do it even until the last minute, you believe that you can win. Mm. And with Ibra, on the bench or with Ibra in the on the field, you always they, they have that mentality, the winning mentality that um, that that goes a long way with the young players and with the other players. It's contagious. It's motivation. It, motivation winning is, is contagious. Mm. Um, so yeah, good job so far. I, I think also uh, I agree with uh, with what Peter said. For me, it just feels like there's something special in the air. It happens every once in a while. And for me, even more than than the Napoli, it feels like that for Milan. Because considering, number one, the games that you've had to play, and then number two, how many players you are missing, for most teams, that would cripple them. And there's once in a while where things mesh together and you're able to create something great. Of course, we already know from last season that you can't celebrate early, that you know, you, even if you have a good first few months, first half of the season, you need to be able to consistently do that. But I think considering uh, you know how they're looking right now, with uh, if they can stay healthy in the second half of the season as well, they're gonna fly high. Speaking of flying high, Napoli, 
they they drew for the first time. Their their hundred percent win record was uh, was finally taken away. Uh, you know they would have they would have been able to do nine in a row if they had been Roma, which would have been a club record beating Sadi's best ever. But they tie it, uh, and unfortunately for them, they were going up against a very motivated Mourinho side that needed to show a reaction after that embarrassment in Europe. Where they lost six one to Brodo. Bodo glimped. Bodo or Bodo. Brodo? Bodo. I was thinking Bro- Brodo. Yeah, like Brodo, uh, it's like su- it's soup. Soup. It's soup. soup. Yeah. <laughs> Broth. Broth. Oh, Broth. Okay, that's yeah, that's the right thing. Dad, what did you think about uh, about Roma's reaction? Uh, draw is pretty positive. That's yeah, your dad. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> Napoli. Um, uh, Roma had some good chances to to win this game. Uh, Abraham. I mean, he had a very nice. Uh, one on one with the goalkeeper, which he missed. Um, they had some good chances. I think Pellegrini did much better than uh, than the last game. Um, and Mourinho, I think, should be happy the reaction that they had after the very disappointing loss that they had. So uh, I mean, they played against um, Napoli, a very very good team, first place. They had. Uh, lost a game the entire game so i think for roma this is a good result and uh, looking forward um, yeah i think this is good for them anto what do you think about napoli i gotta tell you something i enjoy more watching napoli and roma tying that zero zero with intensity and the beauty on the game and uh, you know it was very entertaining watching the game that watching a two nothing or three nothing that uh, at some time can become even boring because of uh, you know maybe the lack of uh, intensity or maybe the superiority one team toward to the uh, another team but Roma and Napoli they've really slugged it off and it was very very interesting to watch a game like that because that zero zero many times can be a lot more interesting than three nothing or four one four two or three two one three two with a lot of goals many times a no goal game like that it can be extremely more interesting than a goal that a game filled up with. Uh, I don't agree with that. I, I don't. I do. I think Believe he means me. just by. I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> I think Antonio. I would rather watch Elis Verona four-one Lazio than Let watch Elis Verona Napoli. Antonio, man, just because it was zero-zero no, no, doesn't don't, mean don't it wasn't speak exciting. For it. Don't speak that's what. Speak for that's no, no, don't speak for that. But that's why I think. No, no, he didn't say that. They were several. They were. Give me the knife. <laughs> there were several episodes, especially the Abraham episodes and a couple other episodes on the other side from Don't Napoli, that uh, that really, uh, you know, allow for all of those controversy to come out. And then, uh, you know, the two coaches, they got the red cards. So the, the spectacle was there, was on the field. It was right in plain sight and you get to watch everything. The ref could have been doing, a, could have done, you know, could have done a better job because uh, to me, for me, looking at what went on with the VAR uh, the last uh, last uh, week, that is very evident that the interpretation of the rules is still not clear for everybody. And were uh, there referee mistakes this week? I think they were. Peter is going to tell you. Well, okay, <laughs> just ask him after that because I don't want to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. it was not against don't us speak this for time. Him. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. I will never do that. He's just the greatest. You're not one. like Mike. No, not like Mike. So anyway, so uh, I I He's loved good. watching the game and I give a big big. Uh, you know, uh, high grades to, uh, the, uh, to the entire squad. Yeah. The Mourinho Una squad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it. <laughs> no, but Anything? I think the Nap... Uh, I agree to what uh, Antonio really? was saying. As don't far speak as for me. I'm off. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> don't I, try to speak I, for Sorry, Antonio. my friend. No, no, I was saying as far as this... <laughs> some 0-0 zero, zero games are boring and can bore you to death. But the Napoli-Roma game, <laughs> I thought you, you felt the intensity of this game. You felt that Roma couldn't lose and then Napoli also wanted to keep the streak going. And you know, Napoli in in nine games, there's yeah. only been three goals allowed. Yeah. Which wow. is amazing. Okay. 
Um, so that's a real, that's a, a championship team is the defense that wins. Absolutely. So right now they're on, on par with that. There was a mishap with Manolas. Looks like Ramani has come in and has done a solid job yeah. partnered with yeah. Koulibaly. And this Napoli team, they move. They, you know, they have a lot of guys that have been playing with the same team for a long time. Mm. And Oshiman, you know, there was a Sabatini, who's I regard him as one of the top sporting directors. You know, I don't know if I agree with him on this point, but he's mentioned that Oshiman is a complete player for him as a number nine, and he would choose him if you were to build, build a team. He would choose Oshiman over Mbappe. And you can understand if you watch the game, you can understand why he's an aggressive. Number nine, he's always looking, he's always on the, the hunt kind of thing, and like a predator trying to get that ball into the back of the Pete, net. Look me in the eyes so, and tell me that you choose Osiman over. No, uh, I told you, I, w- I don't agree with him. Get some Amal I told him, I sure before that call. Yeah, I told him, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think Mbappe has proven a lot more. Is there anyone Oshiman. that would take Osiman over Mbappe? I would. <laughs> I was going to say, no. I was going to say, not even afterwards. Explain. Give us one reason. Okay, one reason. First of all, it does not command the millions and millions of dollars that Mbappe is worth, number one. Number two, it's still something that is in the works. So this guy here, give him a little, a little chance to prove himself and to do some damage against some big team. And then you're going to see his stock is going to rise like that. Mbappe, I think he has reached all the way to the top right <laughs> oh now. Gosh. He has missed penalty when he was supposed to be scoring penalties. He cost France the European Championship somehow. With his attitude? With, well, that, that's too. That's that attitude too. And I think that uh, he, I think he's getting a little bit ahead of himself. All of these rumors about uh, Mbappe go to Barcelona, Real Madrid. I think he, I think he's over, over, over the top. And uh, he needs to calm down, just become the Mbappe before he became famous, and then... Uh, Put the number on the field. You can laugh as much as you want and just be careful because <laughs> I can't <laughs> laugh. Gaetano is watching. He's like, what the hell is he saying? Just your your reaction I'll to that quote. Mbappe. I'll sure. take a... Mbappe. <laughs> I'll take over Mbappe. Look, he's about to smack you over the head. Come on. That's... Uh, that's the, the, are you kidding me? The, the kid has won a World Cup. The kid has won everything. He's fast as lightning. He's taking his the, the team on, on his back and uh, and won. And he misses penalty and, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or what else do you want? Right now, you maybe one day, you know, you can compare. Right now, there's no comparison. Um, yeah, you asking him? I mean, he's the same guy that said that AC Milan is never going to be on the <laughs> Now you value his opinion over mine, over Mbappe, or Osman? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. What is he talking about? He wants to change his prediction every week. What are you talking about? I got AC Milan number two. Oh, yeah? After the third trial that we gave him. What trial? I don't know. My first time, after when everything was closed, when the Mercato was closed, I put him number two. So what are you are talking you sure? about? Can we review the tape over here? <laughs> we got to check it out. We'll some, settle this with foosball or something, guys. I think your memory is gone. <laughs> <laughs> My memory is gone. Or maybe it's the drink. Yeah, I think it's a drink. Make sure both. Uh, <laughs> last thing to for this match since we're talking about uh, Roma right now. Uh, there was some quotes from uh, Mourinho after the 6-1, and I just wanted to get uh, that. I want to get your opinion on this because you know a little bit more about Mourinho. You know some people that have worked closely with him and the way that his connection with the team. So after the uh, the loss to Brodo, Bodo, Bodo, Brodo, Tortellini and Brodo, he said, our team that started had less quality than Bodo. 
if I could always pick be- the best guys, I would. One thing is our first 12 to 13 players. The rest are another. Wow. If you're a player in the locker room, that it's how do you feel right now? Uh, you commit suicide. Yeah, that's not... Uh, I was a little bit surprised that he went that way. You know, he always plays mind games and he always tries to, to motivate his players and he does it in different way. I never heard him uh, like this. Yeah, some of the players can't even play in Serie B, in second division. He sounds wow. sour. That's yeah, that's really low. But that's what. But I guess he knows. You know, he knows his players, and maybe he can he can say those things uh, to some of the players. Um, he wants them, I guess, to um, to be strong mentally and to. You know, there are some coaches that, that tend to offend you and they want to see the character that you have, if you could take it. Because you need it to be a very mm-hmm. strong character to mm-hmm. play in Serie A. Because some, some they, they will put you down and you could play a bad game. And the professional and the Serie A player, you will forget about that bad game that he had and the next game he will, uh, he will play his best game. So... I guess he's trying to see, hey, if I say what I said and I lose you, maybe you don't belong in my team anyway. Mm, Great idea. I think I'm 100% spot on. I'll tell yeah. you the reasons why. It's either he's trying to trigger trigger the, the ownership yeah. to buy additional player right. or more or more uh, help for the team, or he's trying to motivate indirectly by putting them down. And I said, okay, let me see if you got balls right. and let me see whether you you are able to, to show showcase yourself uh, uh, in a different light that I have seen you so far. So uh, I agree with him 100%, spot on. Drama, drama, drama. Yeah, I also think Jose Mourinho is one to uh, try to deflect blame a lot of times. So, I mean, you lost 6-1 to Bodo. That shouldn't happen for a Jose Mourinho team to lose 6-1 to any team. So maybe nobody's, it's also nobody's gonna way. forget though. So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So maybe it's also a way to say like this team sucks. I understand the reaction part because I, I find it very strange for a, a coach to outright attack his right. own team. Oh yeah. But Mourinho is a psychologist to say mm-hmm. the least. So he he's probably trying to test something in there. And like I said, it's sink or swim. So the guys that are able to come up and and you know prove something, those are the guys for Roma. The other guys. Get rid of them. Right. Hopefully the test works. Well, but we go back to the some of the initial podcasts before the campeonato starts with you guys with the news. Oh, Mourinho, the Roma. Oh, Mourinho, Mourinho. Forget about it. Roma's going to be. <laughs> I, think Roma, Roma, I think Roma's in good shape. I don't <laughs> think they're in bad shape. Let the game that they played was a tur- turnover. He, he, yeah. he changed the whole team. Why? Do you think it's the beginning of the end? I think Mourinho is not going to do much more than what. Uh, his favorite coach of last year did. And, uh, you know, still very young, but uh, I, I, I don't think his numbers are gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, wait, who? Anyway, let me tell you something about Mourinho. Mourinho, one thing that I like about him, it's either he's gonna deflect the, the, the blame to somebody or he's the one that even when it's not his fault, he's gonna take the blame the same way. He, <laughs> so, he looks confused. So, so, do you like Mourinho or you don't I like him? I just don't. But uh, you I, just I said see, that I uh, analyze him. Like, like uh, psychologically, it's a challenge to understand him. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure him out. What the hell does he have in his head? You should have a stu- You should do a study. I, I'm, I, am, a I am. I am. I'm going to try to go to some therapy and say, hey, <laughs> explain to me what this behavior means <laughs> when you do this or when you say that to your player, things like that. I think because you should. You should. Uh, them, also be like Mourinho when you go to this uh, therapy session. You know, dress up like him, 
I try. I'm going to try. Yeah. I'll take your advice yeah. because I am the and one that was trying to play the mind game. But this guy is teaching right. more mind games than I, that yeah, I, I was trying to play uh, yeah. myself. You know, so, they uh, they say that you you hate the person that you most resemble. Mm. Hmm. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I can take that. I think it's a compliment. We resemble okay. each other well, Anto. So, speaking about resemblance, guys, if you have any, uh, next week is going to be Halloween. Uh, I, we're going to do a Halloween show, but if you have any comments, be- comment below who you think each of us should be. If if you're going to be Sadi again, if we're going to get a remake, uh, if we're going to do an all coaches theme, which is uh, Peter's idea. Just play safe. Else. I'm not going to be one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to wear a dress this well, time. Well, you won't need Icardi to be there. a nice wig for you. <laughs> That's enticing, Anto. Okay. I'll think about it. Speaking about Icardi, uh, let's talk about the drama. The drama oh in the Derby. Uh, we said, we had said many times that these two teams, uh, they hate each other. And it, 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 it runs deep. This, this game always has some controversy to it. You can put your money on that. Uh, Inter kind of ruined Juve's game plan early on by getting that first goal. We know that Juventus had coming into this match had four 1-0 wins in a row. They were not conceding. They would score a goal, sit back, defend, and ride the match out. Kind of like what Inter did because the first half, I thought Inter were really good. They were attacking. Uh, but in the second half, uh, Simone Inzaghi, who's usually a coach that likes to keep attacking and likes to keep going for it, was kind of just happy and being like, you know what? I'm just going to keep everybody back. Let's win the game 1-0. Um, and then, you know, when you sit back and you just play for uh, to, to close it off, unless you're really good defensively, which Inter has not shown this year, uh, a lot of times, uh, it can't be. Also, because it looks like they were really good defensively. Mm. Oh, Just, we this, had a penalty call this year. Yesterday, I was saying. I was saying in in general, you haven't been great defensively, Yo, but also pretty pretty bad strategy too on the on the same end because Kiza, Dybala were, were on the bench, and then you're gonna throw these guys on. Um, I, I felt like the the goal was always gonna come because the second half the, the the tides were shifting a little bit. Um, Peter, just give us your, as an Inter fan, your feelings on the match first. Yeah. Um, we'll leave the last part. We'll leave last. Leave the, leave yeah, the penalty no, I out. think we had the, the live stream, and I, and I think I was pretty accurate in what I said was whoever scores first is going to be a deciding factor how this game is going to lead on because I felt if Juventus scored first, chances are they would have won one nothing. If Inter scored first, I thought Inzaghi, knowing how he's been playing, he's going to keep on going on for the attack, and we're going to see a much more open game. Um, but I think, uh, so just talking about the starting lineups, I was interested in seeing what Chanaloglu could do, and he came on, and I think he played a good game before getting subbed out. I was very disappointed in Lautaro Martinez. I felt like he did not get on the ball enough. You're wearing the number 10 for Inter. You're supposed to be one of the stars of this team, one of the leaders of this team. Mm. And unfortunately, you know, he, he didn't show up. He didn't receive the ball. He didn't do anything. Um, and I was disappointing at that because in the big games like that, that this this is what matters. Um, then going to Juventus, trying to have, you know, uh, a full grasp on it. I think Allegri kind of messed up this formation. I don't know. I understand that maybe Dybala and Chiesa don't have 90 minutes. But if they're on the bench, you should start one of them. I don't see how you don't Dybala start. Dybala didn't. Okay, it so seemed like Chiesa. it was a technical decision why he he didn't start Chiesa. Okay, so it doesn't make any sense for me. Chiesa is one of your best players this season. You know, he, he has to start. You have to have something going forward. And I think Allegri was more happy that Kulusevski blocked Brozovic than actually adding an offensive part of, of the Juventus game. This goes to show you uh, Allegri's tactics. Even to the fact when he had Bernardeschi in, you think, okay, this guy's going out. He's going to bring in Chiesa. He opts for Bentacur. I have a more defensive approach. 
So a lot of question marks there with Allegri. I think, you know, Juventus um, got away or got lucky to, to tie the game because his his substitutions, for me, I think came on way too late and and similar to what we've discussed about Allegri in the past. Um, then one last thing I wanted to say about Inter was I think Inzaghi, um, the reason why he went defensive was he really wanted to win this game. And I think the Lazio loss um, kind of led his decision-making this time around because he took out Chanaloglu and he puts in Gagliardini as a clear and evident move to defend. And that's what happened. And unfortunately, even, you know, I, I would have put maybe Bessino because he gives a little more option going forward. Vidal was out. Um, and I was a little he brought upset. Sanchez in. No, no, Sanchez came in for Lautaro, but it was a straight swap. And then I was a little... I was questioning the Dumfries move, believe it or not. I was like, I was. Too. I don't know. This guy really? is, is yeah, oh, yeah. Well, the reason why is because he's been shaky yeah. defensively. The so if you're gonna defend and then you put Dumfries, who's not yeah. a great defender, I was a little worried. Pete, but the second that I saw I, him, yeah, yeah, I said that this guy's gonna be the one that makes his mistake because mm. for Serie A, it takes time to be able to learn. Mm-hmm. That. Mm. What did you think about the game? Well, the first thing um, I like to say, compliment to you. You called the one-one. Yeah. Okay. So. What is my compliment? You didn't Say thank you. Thank you. You, 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 you didn't call it on CBS Paramount <laughs> in front of everybody. What did you call oh, it? Guys. What did you call it? I called it over here. He was live. He was live. You were live? He said 0011. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Because oh, you, thank you heard it from uh, Marco? No. Oh, <laughs> March before we went on. Anyway, got me on tape. Compliment, Marco. To to um for the result. Maybe you got a little lucky at Maybe you heard from me. Oh, the tables have turned the right out. Then one more thing, Mike. You know how before oh, the boy. game I say, I Juventus, said I said on stream with the okay. <laughs> I said Juventus is not going to win this game, and I told them to. Oh, I said I said Juventus would not lose this game. Right. So we did the opposite. What I said, what I told you. Yeah, you said, said you didn't think Juventus. Juventus was gonna is. Win. Remember when I said Juventus is definitely going to win this game? I've told you. But many that's usually times. in Torino. This was at the Meazza, though. That doesn't matter. Of course it matters. Home and away? What is it? it doesn't matter. It's his opinion. This is what he said. Oh, that doesn't matter. Home and away doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. I knew, okay. I, I felt it that Juventus would not win this game. Okay, that's fair. Okay? That they were going to lose. Uh, one nothing. At the most, they would tie this game. That's what I thought before the game. I'm. Yeah. Anyway, going uh, going back to the uh, to this game. Everybody was surprised about uh, Dybala, about uh, Kies. I think more Kies. No than one was surprised about Dybala. Dybala because Dybala he was, was coming. To be on the bench. He was Chiesa. coming, but everybody Chiesa. was surprised about Kies. Yeah. And I think I feel like he has all all these players. They're all very good players. He's trying to make everybody say, "Hey, you're part of the." Uh, this team and this is a big game and I trust you and I want you to be uh, to start and then he figures hey if they don't play good I always have Chiesa to bring him in because he does not have according to Allegri after 60 minutes Chiesa is tired and he cannot go anymore because he runs too much and sometimes he runs without uh, knowing where he's going so I, I figure okay in the second half I'll bring him in and then uh, I always have that um, with Dybala and they uh, then we'll go for the um, for the win on the second half. So I think that's the way he was thinking about the game. Inter, like everybody said, uh, they they did well in the first half, but Juventus came out and 
they were down and they uh, they wanted to you know they were not going to walk out of there they were going to try out throw everything at them to try to tie this game and i think mm-hmm. they were happy with a tie <laughs> anto okay i'll tell you my, my analysis was even before the game mike you can uh, you can just uh, you know prove me wrong if i said uh, something that is slightly different when i saw the initial formation placed on the field i knew it that allegri had no desire to lose the game or to win the game at the same time because he stuck up to the team with midfielders and he covered himself defensively even though despite the late being on the bench but uh I saw all of those midfielders over there and with Kuluseski, like uh, Mike said before, or, or like Gatano said before, yeah. with Kulusescu being over there, being out Peter, whatever, who cares? <laughs> so when you put a formation that is not an attacking formation with a very average midfield, you're not gonna, you do not want to win the game. You want to just try to, you know, to walk away with at least one point or not to get, get, to get embarrassed in Milano. In Zaghi, at the same time, when you're pulling Lautaro out, you show them a clear signal that you wanted to just win the last 15, 20 minutes by defending your one nothing, And that, I think, just played a big, big, big difference. <clears throat> Bringing Gagliardini again, this is another big mistake. You do not, and knowing Inzaghi, Inzaghi, when he is on, he is going to attack you until the last minute, regardless if it's one nothing, zero zero, two nothing, or 3 nothing. Because Lazio, it's either wins big, when he was with Lazio, he won big or he lost. Okay, but Inzaghi, it was never the guy that I was asked to defend the one nothing. To add right context now, to you, by the way, I remember specifically a moment where Inzaghi's Lazio were up 2-1 to Juventus. Yeah. They put on Saicedo and, yeah. and they scored the 3-1. That's what I'm saying. So exactly what you're saying. So what I'm saying to you that Inzaghi is proving me that something is changing within his mentality. Maybe because the stakes are higher in Milano than they mm-hmm. were in Lazio. So maybe Lotito and Tare, they told him, I said, listen... I wanted to win the game and I wanted to win with making the fan having good time at the same time. Since they know that they were never fighting for the campionato and all the stuff, now the stakes are kind of high. Mm-hmm. And I think that the management, Marotta and, uh, and company over there, they might want more dirty wins than actually good looking mm-hmm. wins with spectacular games and spectacular play at the same time. I hope I'm right. I'm, I'm always right anyway. So <laughs> prove me wrong, Pete. No, no, I agree. I think there was a certain level of pressure that Inzaghi feels right now. He has to also prove to this Inter fan base that he's the right man for the job. Mm. And I think that's where it really comes down to if you beat Juventus, a lot of Inter fans are going to be happy and they're going to say, okay, Inzaghi did the job. And he has to also understand that you can't always win pretty. Mm. So you're going to have to slug it out some of these games to be able to win the Scudetto. Uh, P, good. uh, I just want to jump really quick in. Uh, I feel like there was a few surprises for me at least. I thought Juventus... My prediction was Juventus to win this 1-0. And I was very surprised uh, Juventus' approach overall. And I was also surprised in Lazio's in terms of they were playing well. Oh. Why did I say that? Because I was thinking of Inzaghi, that's why. And I was surprised by Inter when they were played well and when they retracted in the second half. Uh, I don't know if that was because he was scared, he just wanted to get the points. But to my knowledge, for the most part, if you try to play out of your play out of your playing style, because Inzaghi, they, Inter have the most goals in Serie A. And they usually, they don't stop at 1-0, they keep going. And by uh, him playing that more defensive role, uh, that was like in my head, I was like, man, I think Inzaghi's a little bit scared. 
and you almost invite that extra pressure from Juventus by defending the last 15-20 minutes. So I was just like, that that struck a chord with me when with Inzaghi. I was like, I understand, you know, it's Juve, it's a different match. You wanna uh, hold it off, but you don't usually do that. You know, you're only they gonna change they could it. Ride it out. They thought they can grind it out, how like Juve usually does. But at the same time, but, Inter's the team with the second most uh, points given away after leading after, leading. after Verona. Mm-hmm. Verona's given up ten. Inter gave up nine. Mm-hmm. That's before this match. So yeah. that's got to be worrying. No, no, it's it, definitely worrying. And I, I listen. I think also if you look at um, this game, you know, certain substitutions could have made could have made a, a difference. But I think with last year's Inter, I was making this comparison. You had Lukaku and Akimi on the counter. Those guys were flying up the field. That's you had, true. Uh, yeah. you know, some serious chances on the counter attack. And this Inter team, uh, so far, we haven't seen the same type of counterattack ability. Okay. So, uh, we got I, it's time Ooh. to talk about the penalty. Give, oh, wait, Peter the sword. Oh, Give oh, Peter boy. the sword. Oh, All right. Boy. Now, Listen. was it a <laughs> No, those are real knives. <laughs> you're going to get stuck in the in the middle of, uh, of both a, of us. That's a tenderizer. Who, so who, who thinks it wasn't a penalty? Speak up first. I, it was not a penalty. All right, they were gone. To me, it was not a penalty. Okay. I, I, as much as I hate you, but at this time here, I'll, I'll stick it for you. Right, that you. was not a penalty. Let, let me just let me let me uh, recap the, the situation <laughs> real quick. Yeah, it's, it's even got fake blood on this. Yeah, pr- fake? No, I. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's, Mike's missing an arm in the back <laughs> after losing your food. I thought you was that on me. Okay, so this is what happened. Uh, late on to the match, as we said, Dumfries was substituted on. Um, there's a tackle uh, right on top of the box on the line between uh, inside the box and outside of the box from Dumfries to Alexandro. Uh, the referee waves play on. He gets a signal from uh, from the VAR that uh, he needs to check something. He goes over to check. He sees contact between Dumfries, uh, who completely miskicks the ball. I don't know what Dumfries is doing on that. Uh, on Alexandro, the penalty kick is awarded. Dybala scores in about the 87th, 88th minute. Juventus get the tie. Uh, everyone has uh, has flipped out over this. Um, to give some context as to how controversial it is, um, I've seen referees, I've seen FIFA referees on CBS. We had a FIFA referee who came in, said it's a penalty kick. Still people disagree. I've also seen referees in Italy who say that it's not a penalty kick. We have all the major newspapers in Italy, Corriere and Toto Sport, that it's a penalty. Gazetta, more not even not even yes though, more yes than no. To me, it's it's crazy the state of where we are with football that this is we can't even agree on a, on a penalty even after a day after looking at it, we still have disagreements between referees, newspapers, journalists, everyone who's supposed to see this. Um, I'll start with the outsiders first. Uh, Antonio, was it a penalty? Yes or no? Okay, for me, it was not a penalty, number one. Number two, let me just uh, remind you, Corriere, Tutto Sport, and Gazzetta, those are three people. They're not 300 million people making that opinion. Those are three testate, we call it in Italy, testate testate sportive, (laughs) that they call the shots. But I'm telling you- Why wasn't it a penalty? To me, it was not a penalty because the ref was very close he just opened the arm and said, I saw the game, just move on. So the VAR kind of forced him to go watch it. And that is kind of wrong, okay? Because that's not actually a VAR check. 
It's like uh, I was reading, I was listening, somebody commentating. It's like a moviola. You wanted to check on slow motion whether any minor little contact was made over there just to be able to justify the VAR to call you back. I'm telling you something. There are so many more penalties, more obvious than that, that were not given, okay? And we are the victim. The AC Milan is the Okay, now let me say it. We oh are boy. the victim. We've been victimized in the last three or four weeks. It's always about four you, times. Anto. Okay. It's always about so, you, Anto. <laughs> I think that the VAR has been, you know, if you have to call it, call it all the time for every team. There is no consistency over there. Just go and do the job day in and day out. Dutch, don't do, that, that becomes episodes. And then you get people upset. I said, oh, they call it for this team, then they call it for Juventus. I'm not saying that you guys got any freebie by any means. When you look at slow, mo slow motion, there is a counter over there. Very minimal, it's a counter, so. Gaetano, your opinion. So penalty, the referee, yes or no? The referee is being called into action because if the referee didn't give it a penalty over there, he will be crucified. So this is the reason why yes I give it no? a penalty. Yeah, it was a penalty. Okay, so you have to go by the rule, and if you go by the rule, there was contact. I mean, when you saw when you saw the replay, there was contact. The guy was knocked down, and that's a penalty. Now, should have been a penalty. That's uh, that's another thing. But according to the rule, it's a penalty. What's not clear is, okay, so the referee did not call anything, but the VAR called them and told them to go to go see it. And it's supposed to be a clear and uh, evident, evident obvious. Uh, obvious, obvious uh, okay, so and that's why. We, but then some other time, the um, the referee calls the penalty, but the VAR doesn't say anything. Mm. And then and then we all say, but why didn't he go see it? Mm -hmm. That's the part I think that upsets everybody and it's mm -hmm. confusing for everybody. Well said. And they should explain that. That that's uh, that's a very very true point. Um, Mike, uh, penalty, yes or no? Um, to me, when I first saw it, I was like, whoa, whoa, the call. I just want to lay the groundwork over here. Uh, was, I had Peter, I had Sabino. Oh, I watched this part back. <laughs> oh, I watched this part Two back. Two interfans, Antonio here. So, you know, the play went along. Uh, then you saw the referee doing one of these. I uh, then saying, and uh, then you saw him running, and uh, then we're like, all "Whoa!" Right, we're like, "Potential, potential, Jack!" And then we all started screaming, it was like, "Whoa!" It was like for the, for him to go running over there. That means it, it was clear and obvious and stuff like that. And then they were checking penalty. Was it a penalty? Yes or no, Mike? I feel like you're you're uh, trying to go around. Like there. Yeah. I want to. I mean, personally, I describing how he ran over because it was in, it was insane. Wow, because was the atmosphere penalty, was Mike? insane. I wouldn't call it, but based on the rules, it was a penalty. Okay, um, Peter, I'll allow you to. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you, you want me to go first? You go first. You go no, first. let me just say an episode about that, what happened on, during the podcast. If you see Peter's color right now on the screen, <laughs> as soon as they gave the penalty, he changed. Him and Sabino. Like a radish, right? right? Casper, like a, no, the ghost. The, the, you know, the chameleons? Have you seen chameleons when <laughs> they change color, right? when they, they go from one landscape to another? <laughs> Yeah. They were, you know what? I felt so bad for them as much as I don't. You like were laughing. Them. I was laughing because I was. <laughs> I will never, never guess that it was a, pen, a, a penalty. Yeah, check. and I was surprised. Peter, was it a penalty? Yes or no? And then explain. I think it's also you have to look at. I want you to look at me. Too. <laughs> I'm looking I, at I you. want you. To, if you say no, I want you to look at me in the okay. eye. Okay, so. It's eye. not a penalty. Don't be look at it's him. In <laughs> it's not a penalty. penalty. And the reason why is because okay. there's there's different there's different. I understand the point. Like if there's contact, it's a penalty, right? Like that's the rule. 
Nice boy. But if you look in every corner kick, <laughs> good boy. There's there's contact literally every corner kick. But we know that in certain circumstances, you're allowed to have a little bit of contact. And I think in in this particular case, during the live game, the referee was literally right there, and you see him. He clearly sees mm-hmm. the contact, so he's already saying, in you know, for him to say wave it he off or say no, yeah. right? Yeah, no. Meaning that that contact is not strong enough to award a penalty. That contact did not influence, uh, you know, Alexandro losing the ball because if you notice, Alexandro yeah. kicked the ball away. No, but he didn't do anything to, to control the ball. It wasn't like he had a goal scoring chance or going to take a shot. He lost the ball. Okay, and the slightest of contact did not influence. Or shouldn't have uh, awarded a penalty. The same way that in a corner kick, you're going to see a little bit of shirt t- tugging. You're going to see some things that maybe shouldn't fly outside the box, but are always allowed inside the box. So that's my interpretation of the whole situation. If the referee maybe doesn't wave it off or doesn't you know, uh, make a call kind of live, and he gets called into it and then is able to review it, I understand where it comes down to like the contact on the on the line. It's like one of those unfortunate things that it happened. But you look at Roma Napoli, literally a couple hours before, mm-hmm. Anguissa got fouled in the box. It's a similar fa- contact. contact yeah. What about when he misses you, the shot? I, just one thing, uh, and then I'll give my opinion. How do you know that he was not checking if it was actually inside the box? How do you know that he was judging the foul? And not, he wasn't sure if it was inside the box or outside the box. Well, if he went like, he would have called the foul then if he didn't know if it was inside or outside. I feel like by him going like this, it's more so to say it's not not a foul. foul. The only thing I would say is I feel like a a million times on this podcast, we've sat here and been like, why didn't he just go and check the the video? And we've gotten mad that he didn't get to go check the video. Mm -hmm. And now he goes to check the video even when he thought that he (laughs) had the right call. And we get mad. So for me, me, um, this is how I see it. For the way that I love football. For the way that I play football, for the way that I grew up watching the game, I would never want this called as a penalty. My Thank feeling. For, for I would once. never want this called. For once. <laughs> I could I could go through the past five years yeah. of every single match and tell you why I don't think most of them are fouls for the way that I like football. According to the game, according to the rule book, according to the law of how we are judging mm-hmm. penalties these days, unfortunately... This is a penalty. Now, I 100% agree. In Napoli, in many games, there are times where the mistake is made. But that doesn't that's not really a justification for why it was in this match. I understand and I, I agree with you guys that consistency is probably the most annoying thing. But we see penalties called where an attacker has the ball inside the box. He sees a defender go to steal the ball. And he'll put his foot an inch above, get hit, and we give a penalty kick. And never once do we say... I mean, not not never once, but we never use the the logic of was he was he going towards goal, which is something that we've we've brought up over here. Mm-hmm. But according to the laws and according to the ways that we've called it, for me, it's got to be it's got to be a penalty kick. Now, would I want it if the law is different? Then that's fine. But if you judge how many of these how many of these have we gone crazy for in in other games? Like we've called the same call many times, and I think it's kind of, it's a little bit hypocritical when we say. Wow, he went to go check the VAR. He went to go check the video replay because that's why we have it there. If it was a foul, if he judged it that it was a foul, he went and he did the right thing. If they called him, we keep saying, are they doing a silent check? We don't know if they're doing a silent check. So now the one time that they do do a silent check and he goes over to see it, we're mad. We spoke about this before. It would be interesting to know 
the the penalties what's the percentage of uh, scoring a penalty if we put uh, you put uh, the english league you put the italian league the top five leagues what's the percentage of scoring a, a, a penalty i would like to know that anto knows that stuff <laughs> uh, anto what is it i will say no i'm not saying right in the middle <laughs> Not to kick the ball well, right in the if middle. If you actually see it, most of the most of the penalty has <laughs> been scored right in the middle. <laughs> oh boy! He's got a weapon. He's got yeah. a weapon vacuum. All right. So, to me, we have to have a session, change the rules because some of these rules need to be changed. Okay, if you are with the back to the goal you already touched the ball the ball is is going nowhere it actually is going to the other team mm -hmm. and somebody you know pushes you and you go on the floor to me that should not be a penalty it should not be a penalty I yesterday i played we won uh, seven to uh, i scored a goal by the way <laughs> grande the week before Maestro. i scored two goals pine loan against greenwood <laughs> cemetery so <laughs> there, there, there were three occasions where I called a handball. Yeah. I mean, the guy was running, his hand was like this, he hit the ball, referee, no no, no handball. I said, ref, but he's got his hand down. There was no intention. I mean, this is, okay, it's at our level, yeah. but it, we still have a doubt about the handball, and this was three handballs. And I, and I saw uh, a couple of weeks ago when somebody went up with the ball, he hit the ball. The defender, of course, went up like this. He hit his hand. There was a penalty. And the guy, the defender, had no idea that mm -hmm. he hit the ball. Mm. So there's so much confusion, yeah. which it should be clear. So we should make uh, some of the uh, a show change the rule. And I'll tell you all the rules that should be changed. <laughs> all right. Passing back to can the I goalkeeper. Up, hey, can I pick rule up number on Gat one? Gatano, I think you triggered something else coming up on my oh, mind. Very gosh. quickly, please. Oh. Okay, first of all, I'm scared. The league that you play in is not even a league. <laughs> <laughs> let's not, let's not, not even go there. Okay. Second of all, okay. On the penalty that the Inter was, uh, was awarded against, on the slow motion, you can actually see the touch. Only if you go slow motion. But if you are right there and you are refing the game, on a real, real-time situation, the very same play looks way different. So if you really it's go true. look for some problem, yeah, you're going to find it in so many other situations, like Peter said, during the corner kick and all the stuff. So, and one thing we're never going to be able to quantify, to judge and to grasp is the intentionality. Where is it? What is you, what you, now you're ready, you're even capable to read the minds or, or doesn't even matter anymore. The intention, the intention doesn't matter anymore. It's, it's really not. It, I mean, football has become not about that. Listen, but this is not the first time. The, my whole thing is like, it's not the first time that this has happened. Like, anytime, one question: If this happened for Inter, would you have felt hard done that this was not given as a penalty kick? Be honest. Well, listen. I think emotions definitely play a part. If you see a, you know, a touch in the box, you're gonna yeah. say, "Hey, it's a penalty." And it's I'm not. And I, what I'm saying, yeah, it's a reaction. And like I said, I'm not saying that, you know, by the letter of the law, contact is a foul, right? It's a penalty. But so many times that we see in the penalty box, there's a little bit more, or there's a higher standard for a penalty. And in this case, there, you know, Michael, kind if, of, Inter, if this happens if, to Inter, if happens would Inter. you would you be saying that it should be? Would you have thought that it should be called for Inter? I mean, I I would have wanted it to be able to tie a game, 
Which is normal. I think I think that yeah. this is one of the calls that both sides of the field, everyone's gonna feel hard done. Yeah. A Juventus fan will feel hard done if it's not given, and an Inter fan will feel the opposite if it is given. Marco, the very same play if it was in England or if it was in France or if it was in, in Germany, nobody would even look at it. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you something because in, in Italy right now everybody's scared, and uh, I read some an article that uh, someone Ooh, sent me. Article. I'm not gonna name who that they saying these young referees right now they are afraid to make a mistake and they do not want to get blamed because their intention is just to, to I, go I farther do. farther into their uh, you know uh, career and that they just want to leave the interpretation to the bar and they're going to say hey i do want to commend look at the, the, the the referee because you know i think other referees maybe by them waving off they would probably have like a pride factor or yeah. Sato, like yeah or that Sato he was said i saw Amigo. it and i'm not going to check the bar yeah. so i mean i understand the VAR's purpose is to get the call right, right? But I just feel that if you look at the, it's the interpretation of the rule that we still are, are lacking. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the biggest part. I think we as a football community or any fans or any referee might see that same exact yeah. foul and have five different, different opinions, which is a interpretations. Problem. And that's the problem. I agree. Anyway, yes, uh, we're, we're don't. My only fear with this is the the slope that we go down, where there's a football with uh, with very little contact, uh, and we've been I've been we've been ushering it here for years. Uh, let's run through the last little things because uh, we're we're gonna end the podcast. Uh, Mattia Destro uh, has been doing really good. Uh, he's got six goals since September. Oh, Holland has six goals as well, and Benzema has seven. They're the only players uh, that are matched or above him. Jolito, I think he scored six. Oh, did he? He has yeah. six and eight games. It might have been, might have been right before because he scored four goals. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I gotta see if it's since the September, since the international okay. break. Uh, oh, but this since September, probably not. I'm yeah, sorry. this this was the the stat that that I had. Uh, would you call Destro back up to the national team? Is there a case to be made? He said he's still dreaming about it. Uh, oh, anybody that can score goals, please <laughs> call him. <laughs> Call him ASAP. That's funny. You sound like a restaurant that needs like a busboy or something. Yeah. Anyone, we need oh, help. Of course. <laughs> uh, okay. hey, if he scores, by all means, you you deserve a chance. I don't think there's any reason why you shouldn't be able to call a guy up. If, for example, Chicho Caputo, when he was scoring all those goals, I was a big supporter of him. Quagliarella. If you're scoring goals and you're because fe- especially as a striker, it's how you're feeling that moment. Mm, yeah. So if you're you're on a run and you're on a streak of scoring goals. Come on down. So if you yes guys, no. if you guys are bringing this 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 kind of a subject out, that means that you're not happy with what you have up front uh, uh, right now. Well, you know me already. So I'm you do not, not like, happy. I guess, uh, my friend, uh, you know, immobile, uh, immobile, and you don't like a Bellotti Bellotti? at the same time. No, so uh, hard to guess. I gotta tell you something. I'm very happy with uh, the last game that Italy won, and uh, that little kid over there was a spectacular. I will, uh, I will just give him more playing time. He scored two beautiful goals too. Okay, so. Yes, sir. <laughs> the little guy. Uh, last topic that we got. Um, uh, Mike, just run through the run through the other scores, and then we have one yeah. last topic. Oh, you want me to go now? Okay. Um, so the other games, Fiorentina got a huge 3-0 win versus Cagliari. Uh, incredible. Vlahovic finally back, getting some confidence, scoring from open play. Uh, a question about so, that. Ooh, Did okay. he refuse to yes. take the penalty? Not refuse. He allowed. He yeah. said, uh, I, I don't have to take He didn't feel like it in the moment. Mm. You don't feel it. That means you're scared. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 an play very well. A few weeks ago, he would have got that ball yeah. and he would have yeah. put it there. Nobody would, yeah. could go close to him. Next game, uh, Beto ends up getting a 94th minute equalizer against Atalanta. Crazy havoc over there. Gasparini was going crazy. Everyone was going crazy. Everyone's getting sent off. Um, you had something? 
Yeah, did Gasparini get a red card? Yes, yes, he did. Okay, so it's five coaches. Four. Four. Gasparini, Spalletti, Mourinho, and Inzaghi. Mm-hmm. We did our homework, Aitano. Mm. Where I well, in the Roma Lazio, there were two. Two. Yeah. Roma, Roma, Napoli. Roma, Napoli. Spalletti, there were two. Spalletti and Mourinho. In the in the uh, Inter Juve, there were two. No. No. Allegri no. never got sent yeah. off. Yeah. Allegri got a red card. No. Did not get no. Sent yes, off. it did. No. Check it out. Double check, Mike. I <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> you got a red card. He didn't no, get sent off. No, no. I don't think so. No, he didn't get sent off. Um, the only thing is, it's funny. Uh, I I didn't listen to my own advice. I turned off the the TV on uh, Atalanta. Once I saw Gasparini get sent off, it was one zero. I had to get ready. I was already pushing it. So I was like, oh, okay, they they won it. I got I got to Connecticut, and then I see them talking about one one. I said, what are you see? I didn't use my phone when I was driving. Mm. I didn't see anything. And it was and yeah, amazing. amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think Allegri got it. By the way, um, Salernitana they got a new coach, but same results. They conceded four against Empoli. They lost four two. Sassuolo won three one against Venezia. Venezia who had a huge one zero win against Fiorentino. Fiorentina. Torino. Juric's Torino got a huge three uh, two win. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, Juric's uh, Torino got a th- uh, huge 3-2 win versus Genoa. And Sampdoria came back uh, 1-0 down to beat Spezia 2-1. Last topic. Uh, we have not heard from Ryan. <laughs> we have not heard from Ryan. We put missing, missing poster signs uh, yeah, for him. All over. All Is there over. a reward? <laughs> There's no reward. No, I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to find uh, Maybe Ryan. we should send one of those alerts. What do you call those alerts? An Amber Alert. Uh, Amber, oh, Amber Alert. alert. Yeah. Uh, Ryan has gone missing. Uh, Man United <laughs> lost five to zero. Thank God it could be in a lot against more. Liverpool. My, our, group, our group chat because Max is a Liverpool fan. I played one of the audios, and <laughs> it was just laughing. Every single message was a voice message of a different person in Your the chat likes laughing, that one. <laughs> sending it to Ryan. Oh my God! Just you made me laugh too on that group. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why. Oh my God, Ryan! It was not intentional. Look at this, Ryan. It was not intentional. Said, Anto, can you do your stupid laugh? <laughs> and they made me do the laugh. And now I understand. So they collected all the laughs. Every every Ryan. single person was just sending oh a laugh. Oh my God! I feel sorry for Voice him. message to Ryan. Ryan never even answered. Uh, all he said was, "Ole is a disgrace," and he wants him out. And he brought up uh, a Mr. Antonio Conte. Who's being linked already right now to a move to Manchester United? Uh, surprising because in the past he had rejected Real Madrid because he did not want to take over a team midway through. Mm-hmm. Fabrizio Romano has not said that he's going to take it, but that there's more openness this time around from Antonio to take over a team this point in. Number one, I think we all agree that Ole needed to get sacked uh, for a long time. Uh, but number two, do you guys think uh, Conte? Could join Man United and would he do well? Peter, shaking your head. I think he will, and the reason why is because he likes his, you know, big mercato. Manchester United has the money, the players that they have, they're pretty damn good, and I don't know what the hell is wrong with them because that team, aside from Maguire, mm. is, is is stacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Maguire's god, Maguire's terrible. Oh, that guy, Maguire is terrible. He, he, he aside from Maguire, Maguire underneath the if bus, you bring yeah, that so. guy to play with Bay with Mike, he's gonna be benched. Mike is by far. I appreciate that. Also. Yeah. I appreciate. He, it. I remember. So, I'll never forget Ryan saying that Maguire was better than any defender. He said he was better than Delete. Wow. How many million, million dollars they oh, paid wow. for that guy? Ninety million. Ninety. I That's think sad. pounds, 90 million pounds. So, too. I mean, like, he doesn't even yeah. have to do a Mercato. He has the players that he wants. They'll pay him what he wants. And I think he'll do a really good job with his Manchester United team. Now, I don't know if they're going to go to push to win any silverware, 
this year automatically, but they're still in Champions League and mm. uh, FA Cup, I guess. <laughs> unless, <laughs> he's, Cup, I guess. <laughs> unless he's desperate uh, to go coaching, I don't think he's going to take the job. In England, uh, with three passes, you got to be inside the area. Okay, there's no, that's the way they play there. So all this bang, bang, bang. Easy pass, right? Easy pass. Horizontal, easy pass. I don't think that he won a Premier League, he won an FA Cup, two trophies in two years with Chelsea that the year before when Mourinho yeah, but, finished in like seventh place. Yeah, but Man United uh, is different culture to me. Mm. I think I think that he would do. He's exactly what Manchester United would need. He will turn that ship around in a second. And like Peter said, the team that Man United have, they are way underperforming. And number two, on top of that, Man United, they spend ridiculous amounts of money. That's This is like Conte's dream job. Oh, yeah. If you give him that, the, that if you I give agree him the Mercato, you. man, this guy is he's in heaven. No yeah. more 100 euro restaurant. These guys, they're, they're yeah. eating at a... No, that I agree with you. You will be able top. to... I'm just saying the style... Uh, I don't know if we will fit the culture of uh, Man United. I might be wrong. Listen, Where I saw the expression of, of uh, the, the historic Fergie. coach, my God, Ferguson, when, it, when somebody, when the camera went on him, he was like... <laughs> he was there? He, he, was oh, yeah. he was red. He I was saw this red. expression just really summarized the all the, the disgrace oh, yeah. that, uh, that went into the, the Old Trafford. And I, I said to myself, I said, oh my God, if Ferguson is looking like that, somebody's going to lose the job immediately or uh, during the week. I'm surprised. So what not I'm yet. saying, I know. He didn't what, even do what it. What I think uh, the factor is going to be whether Conte is going to join, yes or not, is going to be money because Conte is just all, everything is about money. So uh, I, can he do the job? Another thing about, about that. Man United, they will not sack a coach because he lost uh, a game. But how you're losing is very embarrassing. Yeah, they were, they're not that type of team to uh, me. Mm. It's thinking, not, there's, not, now, there's not the same kind of team, Gaetano, that you I'm thinking now with. that Man United, they're waiting. I, I think that they're it's sucking. only going to take, I don't know, what what could happen in Champions League that can make him go. Uh, don't, my, my only concern was that Conte was not going to join a team uh, midway through. But yeah. if he does change his mind on that, then that really opens things up. The only thing is, what's going to happen with Ronaldo? Is Conte going to like Ronaldo or is he not going to like Ronaldo? Yeah, he's not going to. I don't I, think that's a factor. He's not that kind of like player. Him. I think he'll like him. Ronaldo. Yeah. Ronaldo. You put Ronaldo as a number nine, he'll score your goals. Conte. Ronaldo right is the kind of a player that uh, Conte wants. Yeah. Believe it or not, but he's not gonna get Lukaku. Uh, maybe he's gonna say, "Hey, if you want me to come back over here, I want Lukaku and Hakimi, yes. and then uh, I'll, Conte, I'll get the job." All, the only thing he cares is to win the game. If the I, guy's gonna Ronaldo. score, doesn't he score like six goals already? Since he got Something there. Something like that. Very yeah, but he doesn't goals. press like Conte. Conte wants the strikers to be pressing, never stop and never stop. Trust It's either going to be perfect or it's going to be horrible. Wait, I'm Gaetano, telling you what right you now. Thinking? The last game that I saw, Ronaldo ran for about 70 yards and he went back into defense. And he, he was playing deep. He was inside the area defending. The Atalanta the only thing is was Conte, big for Conte. Manchester United. Uh, against Atalanta. Yeah, if big. you look at against Atalanta, he went back 70 up. Maybe he, because it was Atalanta, but he went back and played football. The only, the only thing about Conte is that he treats everybody the same. And he's going to want the same exact thing from Ronaldo as he's going to want from anyone else. And my only concern no, is you heard some things about... Ronaldo being treated differently, even at Juventus, which caused some issues. Whether it's true or it's not true, we don't know. But uh, what I'm saying is that it, it's not that it's for sure. We've seen Ronaldo, uh, uh, Diogo Costa was a fantastic player that scored how many goals for Chelsea? Mm -hmm. And things started well, and then what happened? It disappeared. Egos come out, 
And Conte wanted to get rid of him. And they, they yeah, did get rid of him. Do. Diego Costa was a great player. Well, don't, Ronaldo, for, but don't, don't forget that uh, the striker of Real Madrid that it was uh, with Conte just left because of that too. Oh, oh. no, it was uh, Sarri. It was Sarri or Conte. One. Real Madrid? The Belgium uh, superstar. Oh, Hazard. 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 Yes. Well, no, Hazard. That he was, liked Hazard. Yeah. So he liked it, was, it was Sarri that... Uh, it was either under Sarri or under Conte that Hazard decided that... Uh, no, no, wanna, no, 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 no. Conte left and Hazard was still there. Yeah. So, so it was it, it was the it. only thing is that Conte also, his teams are so physically prepared, like in the preseason, mm-hmm. is a big factor, the conditioning. Does that factor in why he doesn't want to go midseason? He needs time. He needs that time needs, to be able to get that conditioning. He needs a summer up. underneath the belt to really learn his system. Mm-hmm. But if they say to him, I guess, you know, listen, we'd rather don't you just start. Yeah, we don't, don't, we don't care what's going to happen this year. No matter what happens, we're, we're already saying that this one's a dust. Like, figure it out, and then mm-hmm. next year we win. I'm telling you, if Conte goes to Premier League, well, I think next year, if he goes, I think he could win it I next year. I think if he goes, he, he will wins go next he year. I don't think he will go mid-season. Katara, uh, what about Cristiano Ronaldo? His yeah. body language and the fact that he fouled, he fouled that kid on the floor with the ball already down. And, uh, uh, it's it's frustration. You're losing yeah, 5 nothing. That's, that's what I, I starting to see Ronaldo cracking down mentally that, because uh, you know, what he happened wants to, to win. What happened to Pogba? Same thing. Right. Frustration. Red card. Uh, why Pogba doesn't start, Marco? That's another question for you. Because he's uh, in the summertime. He's got his uh, next team already up. <laughs> He's got to stick it to Italy. Is that Juventus? Is that Juventus? I don't know. But you should know. You have advanced notice than, than, than anybody else over here. <laughs> advanced uh, notice. One thing, if, if Conte goes to Man United, Pogba is not going to Juventus. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know that? Uh, yeah. They love each other. He, oh, he they love each other? Oh, crap. He launched him. He gave, he gave him. They had Marquiso, oh, Vidal, and Pirlo. That's a good point. And he wanted Pogba, a young kid from Manchester United, and yeah. started him and, and gave him that real first shot. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't think about it. That's a great point. You, you say that you don't agree you with my dad, that? but yeah. you agree with him on almost every point. He now. says, I don't agree with you, you, you a lot every time you talk, Gaetano says something. Well, I agree with him when he plays football, with football with me, and that's it. All right, let's go oh, play okay. a game. All right. Guys, we're going to end the podcast. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you download Paramount Plus in the description. Midweek matches are yes. upon us. We will see you very soon, as always. Can they still like us and subscribe? They can, they can like us. Like okay, and tell us what we should be for Halloween also. Okay. Ciao, uh, guys. Yeah.